Folly by Alan Titchmarsh 2007 Any more bids? James Ballantyne looked down in astonishment from the auction podium as Artemis King raised her hand. Where had Missy been for the past five years? You know how it is, she explained, after buying the Munnings for 750000 Our grandfathers have a secret feud that they never talk about, and when mine realised we were becoming friendly, he sent me to America. And as I am congenitally stupid, I could never phone you. And as I, too, am a complete moron, I could never contact you either, James said, understandingly. But now you're back. Why don't we put the cat among the pigeons and start dating again? Oh, Jamie, I thought you'd never ask. Take me to bed. 1949. Lord Leo Bedlington picked up his teddy in a desperate attempt to invoke the spirit of Brideshead and sighed. What's going to happen to us all when we leave Oxford? Is it too terrible to admit it? Eleanor whispered. All I want to do is settle down and have children. But I fear the man I really love is not interested in me. Harry Ballantyne adores you, Leo consoled her. He is just shy. What can I do, she wailed. I can't tell him I am besotted also. So I'll end up with the loud boar, Richard King, instead. Come on now, everyone, Leo declared, as Richard, Harry and their working-class Glaswegian pet, Mac, bounded into the room. Let's go to the races, where we're bound to meet the famous painter, Sir Alfred Munnings, who will invite us back to his home so we can give Mac some advice about his paintings. 2007 How lucky we are to be so rich and in love, said James, stroking Missy's beautiful tresses. Oh, Jamie, Missy sighed, caressing his athletic body. This is some of the worst dialogue outside an afternoon TV chat show. Well, at least there's no gardening in it this time. I'm so happy we're together again. Nothing can go wrong now. 1949. Eleanor's heart leapt when Richard said he had a cold and couldn't join them for the visit to Munning's studio. Now Harry might be free to prostrate himself. I, er, uh, quite, er, uh, like, er, uh, you, Harry stuttered torturously over twenty pages. Then take me now, Eleanor cried, throwing her legs open with wanton abandon. And when you've climaxed, you can go back to your room and we won't ever talk again. So when we get back to Oxford, you'll overhear Richard proposing to me and assume I'm going to accept and you'll rush off to become an auctioneer and marry someone you don't love and I will marry Richard after all and we'll all be terribly unhappy. 2007 there's something I've been meaning to tell you for 25 years, said Eleanor to Missy. Harry Ballantyne is your real grandfather. Then I can't be with Jamie after all, Missy wailed. That's not all, her grandfather Richard added. We're broke. 
because it turned out that Mac was a pansy who had a pash for me and was upset when I didn't return his advances. And when he went to live with Leo out in France, he painted some fake munnings to help Leo pay his father's death duties when he was down to his last five mil. And I sold them thinking they were genuine, and when I discovered they weren't, I had to buy them back to protect my reputation. 2008. It had been months since Missy had rung, and Jamie still had no idea why he had been dumped. I thought we were getting on so well, he sobbed, but at least she will be rich. Leo left her the real Munnings in his will. 2008. There's something I've been meaning to tell you, Missy's father said. You're not my daughter. Your mother had an affair. Your real father is dead, just like your mother. That's fantastic, Missy laughed. I can be with Jamie. It's a miracle. The family feud is over. The real miracle, Jamie said later, teasing Missy's pert breasts, is that Alan Titchmarsh has written a book that makes Geoffrey Archer look talented. The digested read digested. Just plain stupid. <laughs>